0: Hey everyone, um, thank you for, uh, for the couple of you that are actually actively listening to my podcast. I just want to say thank you. Um, this podcast has been an experiment. It's been such an experiment for me and I've been trying in much different formats. because I'm trying to find a good way to be able to keep with the podcast and keep it up, keep it going, make it consistent. Uh, and then I also want to make it good. And then I get through months where I either get really busy, which we tend to all do, or I get frustrated and I just don't want to do it anymore, or I don't set aside the time to do it anymore. So, um, but really, the idea and the heart for this particular podcast is to be able to digest the word every morning because that's so, so important for what, um, for life in general. I've realized that when I take a point to actually read the Bible, every day um, that my life, my outlook tends to be quite a bit better. And I hope it's going to be that way for you. I'm going to try to be more consistent about doing this every day and see what I can do with that. And so with that, I just, so with that, I want to say, here we go. I just have this burning desire to read Hebrews. I don't know why it's Hebrews. We'll find out as I'm reading it. I think because I might need more faith. I don't know. But Um, I want to read Hebrews. So we're going to start out in Hebrews chapter 1. God, having in the past spoken to the fathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways, has at the end of these days spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world's. His son is the radiance of his glory, the very image of his substance and upholding all things by the word of his power, who, when he had made, when he had by himself purified us of our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels as the more excellent name he has inherited his, he has inherited is better than theirs. For to which the angels did he say at any time, you are my son. Today I have become your father, and again I will be him a father, and he will be to me a son. When he again brings in the firstborn into the world, he says that all the angels of God worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his servants a flame of fire. But of the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hid iniquity. You have loved righteousness and hid iniquity. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. And you are, you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. The heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you continue. They will grow old like a garment does. You will roll them up like a mantle, and they will be changed. But you are the same. Your years won't fail. But which of the angels has he told at any time Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies the footstool of your feet? Aren't they all serving spirits sent out to do the service of the service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? Chapter two Therefore, we ought to pay greater attention to the things that we, things that were heard, lest perhaps we drift away. For if the word spoken through the angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just penalty, how will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Which at the first having been spoken through the Lord, has confirmed to us by those who heard, God also testifying with them, both by signs and wonders, by various works of power, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. For he didn't subject the world to come of, world to come, of which we speak to angels. But one has somewhere testified, saying, What is man that you think of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he subjected all things to him. He left nothing that is not subject to him. But now we don't yet see all things subjected to him. But we see him who has been made a little lower than the angels. Jesus, because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that by the grace of God he should taste of death for everyone. For it became him for whom all For whom are all things, and through whom are all things. And bringing many children to glory, to make the author of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both both he who sanctifies, and those who are sanctified are all from one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will declare your name to my brothers. Among the congregation I will sing your praise. Again, I will put my trust in him again behold here i am with the children whom god has given me since then the children have shared in flesh and blood he also himself in the same way partook of the same that through death he might bring to he might bring nothing he might bring to nothing him who had the power of death that is the devil and might deliver all of them who through fear of death who are all their lifetime subject to bondage. For most certainly he does not give help to angels, but he gives help to the offspring of Abraham. Therefore he was obligated in all things to be made like his brothers, that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest, in things pertaining to God, to make atonement for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted." OK, so that's the first two chapters. Now, what did I just read? It seemed like it was a bunch of gibberish or it like it was a bunch of gibberish. Um, so I'm just going to break that down here for the next couple of minutes and then uh, we'll be on our day. So uh, the first chapter, uh, God having in the past spoken to the fathers, to the prophets at many times in various ways, as at the end of these days, spoken to us by his son. So basically, the writer here—we most people assume it's Paul—is um, writing just the first little bit. He's always trying to either exhort either his authority or God's authority to help the people to listen, and he's basically saying that God has spoken in the past to our prophets. God has spoken in the past to the fathers. God has spoken in the past of what's going on, and He has appointed all things to happen. He, God, because God speaks to the prophets. Everything that happens, the prophet said, God has appointed or allowed or knows of what's going on through your life. And that's something to think about. Like, everything that's happened in your life, God already knows about. God has already allowed to happen. And he does it because he wants these situations to bring you closer to him. He wants situations to to not just bring closer to him, but to make you a better person. To make you more christ-like and it's hard because sometimes in situations we keep asking god why 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 do i have to change but a lot of times the change is good and a lot of times the change that we need to do for a situation if we can change correctly it's actually going to be so much better for our soul and even if we don't change correctly even if we change wrongly there is aspects of each every area that we can change into and that's going to be beneficial for us um The um, Proverbs, I believe, or Ecclesiastes, Solomon wrote that there's, oh, it's Ecclesiastes. There's a time and a place for everything, that there is nothing new under the sun, Um, that there's a time to be a jerk, and there's a time to be very, very nice and sweet, Um, that there's a time for all of that. He doesn't actually say jerk and be very, very sweet. I'm, I'm time and a place for everything, and that means that as well. At least that's what I'm saying. Um, Yeah, so God made all things happen. And God appointed Jesus to be the heir of all things. To be able to inherit all things. So Jesus also knows all the things that are happening. Um, And I'm reading verse 3 here real quick. That Jesus the very image of God. Um, And then he sits at God's right hand, which is great. Um, And basically he's saying like, you want to, I would assume reading through this, that there were some issues going on with the angels. And so the whole idea of this is that he's saying, don't look at the angels who say they're great heavenly beings or they're so much greater than us. Because um, as we're reading through this, while the angels are great, the angels are nothing but servants. Like who else did God tell to sit at my right hand till I make your enemy your footstool? Who else did God raise up in in exhort? He's saying Jesus, when he was in heaven, when he was on earth, in our earthly form, was made lower than the angels. So the but just as a kid is lower than their teachers for a time, it's going to be once they get old, once they become adults, once they end up doing more and and having they can one surpass our teachers so we can surpass the angels in glory um so status and all that but we can also like then we become parents and our kids go to the teachers and we start telling the teachers what our parents would tell the teachers and we start trying to get the teachers to help out and do what they can do and we work with the teachers to work with our kids and so the idea is that well, angels are great nice and great stop focusing so much on the angels and the heavenly realm and those beings and realize that God made us. God made Jesus and we as his brethren to be able to um exceed that of the angels. If we're able to learn from them and to understand what they what they're trying to do and teach us and understand that God wants so much more for us the he has for the angels that we angels just have to listen and God wants us to listen and God wants us to have dominion. God wants us to take control. God, God wants us to do so much more than just to, than just to be servants. And many times in churches, I, I get that feeling that, that a lot of churches just want us to just, if you just listen to God, just listen to the Holy Spirit, you'll be fine. And you know what? That's great. And we need to, but they said in Jesus' time frame, in, well, Jesus was alive. The Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion. And he did things out of compassion. He Some things he did because he was led by the Spirit. And some things that he did, he led by compassion. And some things that he did, he did out of compulsion or out of principles. Um, Jesus was not meant to heal the Gentiles. But a centurion came and exceeded and proved great faith by saying, "You are a man of authority. You say it can be healed; they can be healed. You don't have to be there. You just have to say it, and the spirits listen to you." And then the lady went and touched his garments, like she had great faith, knowing that this man of God, this Jesus, can do something more than anyone else could ever do. And so the fact that you know that. Like Jesus wasn't meant to go to those people. The spirit didn't lead them there. Let me rephrase that. God didn't tell him to do that. It's that these people see a great faith and they move Jesus' heart, and we're someone that can be moved in our heart to do and act christ-like in different situations, even when Jesus or when the Lord does not specifically say or tell us to do it um and so i I jumped over to chapter two, and then uh I'm in verse ten, and this is kind of what's what's thinking, and this is what I want to close with uh for it became him for whom are all things, and through whom are all things, him being Jesus, and bringing many children to glory to make the author of their salvation perfect through sufferings that's that's heavy. For it became of Jesus, for whom are all things and through whom are all things, saying that Jesus was, is God and all things go through, go through him, and bringing many of the children, that's us, we are the children, to glory by making the author of their salvation perfect through suffering, by making Jesus perfect through suffering. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Um, for he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brothers, so if God made Jesus perfect through suffering, how much more suffering do we need to go through to be made perfect? How much more of that battlefield of the mind do we need to go to be made through perfect and Perfect is not just, like, it could be doing everything wrong, but having that maturity and listening to God's voice and just, there's so much more to that. But, Jesus suffered on the cross so that the salvation that he made for us could be perfect. So that he could literally be our salvation. He could, he He is the answer for the turning away of all of our sins. Man. And then let's just end in verse 17. Therefore he was obligated in all things to be made like his brothers, that he might become merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make atonement for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. Jesus is our high priest. Jesus is the one that can take the sins, who can go to the Father, and as such he made it so that we have access to the Father. God himself became his own high priest so that we can always go to him and be able to sway his wrath. And so that we, and by going through the suffering and by being tempted, we know that he understands us. That he is one of us. God, may I always remember that you suffered so that we can be made perfect. So that your salvation will be made perfect. And if I apply that to my own life, Lord, it is through suffering that my work can be made perfect. May I find the right area, and may we all here find the right area to be to suffer through so that we can be made perfect through it. May our world get bigger because of you. May the cross get bigger because of you. May we always remember, Lord, that you are in charge of all things and all things work together for your glory and for the good that is called to those who are to bring your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening. And um, if you would like, let me know your thoughts. Uh, Hebrews chapter one and chapter two. Uh, you can send me a comment and I would love to read those. Thank you, and thank you for listening. God bless.